All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here, another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network. And as always, with Inside the Rebels, hope you guys are having a good morning wherever you are here on National, what is today? National, okay, I should turn that up somehow. Some of these are so weird. I love my feet day. What in the world is that? It's about to be Ole Miss podcast day, but it's startup day, cat appreciation day. I love my feet day. Massachusetts gets a day for some reason, nonprofit day and thrift shop day. There you go. Celebrate one of those. Not even going to click on that. I love my feet day to see what that is. That's got to be bad or cat appreciation. That's got to be bad. Startup day though. That's a thing. Anybody out there with a startup business, that's no joke. Hard to do. I've been there. And uh, thank the Lord it worked out. And look, I'm thank the Lord it worked out. And I'm still here talking to you doing this. Uh, several things I want to knock out here today on a Wednesday edition of the show. We are creeping towards the start of the football season here. And uh, slowly things are kind of coming into play. You have the Aiden Williams announcement on Sunday. We'll be live on 247 Sports on our platform, which uh, Thankful we're able to get that with Aiden. Talented wide out from Ridgeland. I'll be there to see it. Take some pictures, you know, get quotes and bring you guys as, as much coverage as you could want from something like that. Uh, but you can see it. So we'll be streaming that and we'll have all the coverage from Aiden. I'll get into that here in just a minute. I'll also be out and about at all these games that are about to go on. Hopefully I'll see Aiden. The plan is on Friday trying to get down and see Sunterine Perkins also Friday, but the, the timing might not work out. Uh, there's lots of jamborees going on this weekend. Private schools have already started. This is officially their first week one. They call last week week zero. A few schools played. All the academies will be playing tonight or tonight, this week. And then public schools this week start their jamborees, and then next week they start their games. So I mentioned that because the games are staggered in the, a lot of these jamborees. Uh, some schools just host a jamboree, bring a team in to play. But a lot of them, they'll have like a full day of games. And uh, I might have an opportunity to see six one-quarter games, you know, 12 teams in a day. Ridgeland is one of those schools. They're hosting a bunch of them starting 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, Louisville is hosting a big one Saturday that I will be attending. So I'll be getting a good bit of coverage on not just Sunterine and Aiden and those guys uh, for this class, a couple other guys. I'm going just to cover other players in this class because you never know, right? You never know if Ole Miss circles back on some of these guys. And, and I, honestly, I'd like to do a comprehensive recruiting coverage of Mississippi. Anyway, we need to be doing that, but also the 23 guys, uh, excuse me, the 24 guys and the guys coming after 25 guys, you know, it's a good chance to see a bunch of them. So expect a ton of photos and stuff uh, coming from that. Also, some some practice stuff that's come out the last couple of days. I want to dive into that. But before I do it, this is going to be my favorite story of the year, I think. I don't know what it is about these guys. You know the punter situation. And uh, Ole Miss was scrambling, trying to find one. Our punter from Australia is injured. 
And I don't really know the depth of that or how long it's going to last because they're very tight on that type of info. And even if you get it, they don't want it out. You know, it's that kind of thing. So they're scrambling for another punter. And one of the coaches tweeted it out. They took the tweet down later that, uh, hey, anybody interested in punting in the SIP? And I know they needed a body, right? I really needed somebody to come in. And look, circumstances are what they are. Those things happen. Look, remember a few years ago when Alabama was desperate for a place kicker and they basically held open tryouts. I think State did that, didn't they? Didn't Leach have a call for that? a year or two ago when they maybe had an injury. Look, it just happened. Circumstances happen. So anyway, Ole Miss finds themselves in a position where they're looking for a kicker. And uh, this is the audio played from Lane Conference, uh, Lane Conference, Lane's press conference earlier this week. And you'll notice the voice asking this question being our own David Johnson. But here's Lane earlier this week. Hey, you guys have also added a punter to your roster. Can you talk a little bit about him? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him. I think he was down at the frat house, you know, like at a keg party or something, you know, where they got him <laughs> from. So we got some conditioning work to do with my guy. But um, we just said, hey, someone go find a punter around campus. And so we found one that actually used to punt in Division One. So you never know. Okay couple things in that audio. First of all, he's my guy. A big fan of the my guy. The punter is my guy because there's an element here where I'm sure Kiffin is, this is the perfect Kiffin story, right? For national media people. You know, he's similar to Mike Leach in a sense that a, a lot of the Mike Leach stories that you'll find on the internet, they don't have anything to do with Mike Leach, the football coach. It's Mike Leach, the Mike Leach character. And Kiffin ends up going down the same road. A lot of the stories about him are not football related. They're just Lane Kiffin stories. And if anybody is going to drag a punter out of a frat house and trot him on the field, this is the perfect Kiffin story. So he's joking about it here. And, you know, I've seen a lot of jokes made about it on the board and and talking with friends. But this story gets even better. Because the kid they're going to trot out there, his name is Harry Webster. And uh, basically, yeah, you know, my guy's got to get in shape. They list him at 6'1", 250 on the official roster. So he's a big guy. We're talking about a big punter here. You know, and there's something about these big men that uh, it, it, there's, there's something extra there, right? You know, whether it's you fill in the blank, whatever sport, I don't know. These people ends up just often they end up being folk heroes. You know, think like Bartolo Colon with the New York Mets back in the day. You know, I'm a big New York Mets fan, and they traded uh, this year for Daniel Vogelbach. And he's a big, big man, left-handed bat that's been swinging it this year, but he becomes like a folk legend because of the size and the fact that dude can, my guy, can get around the bases. Like, he can move that weight around. And I've seen some video of this kid, Harry Webster. Like, this isn't some guy that they just drug in with zero talent. Now, yeah, is he out of shape? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And I don't know if the 250 that they put down is accurate or not. I'm going to guess he's, he's a big man, too. But his old video from two years ago, working at one of these big camps, I think it was the Coles camp I was looking at. Like, he's a big guy then, and he's booming some punts. 
He got beat out at Nevada, but the kid that beat him out, I think went on to average 47 plus that year. So he didn't get beat out by just a scrub. And he was ranked the number 13 punter in the class of 2020 by our 247 sports rankings. Uh, I think he was the number eight punter in the country, like I said, maybe by Coles and a couple of those different places. But if for some reason, Harry Webster, he's also a redheaded kid, you know, so you got that going on. If he ends up on the field and drops back, catches a punt and booms one, okay, has a big game, like going down in, in history here, or imagine a punt guy breaks loose and somehow this big dude gets a clean shot on him like this. There's a lot of places that this story could go. Uh, I'm pulling for that guy, Harry Webster, your, your new punter. And we'll see what happens with, you know, injuries. And he may never see the field. Uh, may never see the field, but he might, but that clip from clip from Kiffin is, is just classic. We'll see where that goes now. And I am pulling for him. I hope it works out. Uh, a couple other things here. The Aiden announcement real quick that's coming on Sunday. It's going to be 2 o'clock. You know, I sent a message to his dad this morning at Ridgeland High School, which you guys know here I'm in the Metro Jackson area. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's right around the corner for me. I'll be there at 2 o'clock. Uh, I do anticipate good news, but, you know, crazier things have happened. And I've tried to not get outside my skis on a lot of this stuff. And I've probably heard more positive than I would even say, you know, doing a podcast. But everything there has been positive. And I think Ole Miss will get good news. So let's assume that, okay? And if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to do what all recruiting guys are doing now. I'm just going to blame NIL, right? I mean, I can't see the future here. And, yeah, things do change in this in this recruiting world that we're in right now. So we're going to assume that that they are able to pull that off. That would have been on their board and look and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to cover for coaches or I'm not trying to cover for old miss because the truth is I just I don't I'm past that stuff. I don't care about that. But I know back as far as 6 months ago like these are three of the four guys that they targeted. Dante Dowdell not early, but then when he blew up that was quickly a, a realization uh, we may want to make this guy a priority. He didn't have an offer in January. And now it's obvious that that kid, look, and I saw him last year, I've told you guys this on numerous occasions, he was a no-doubter. I don't know how he was a, not a no-doubter earlier. But that is what it is. There's four of these cats now that they have penciled in as like got to go get. And they've managed to pull commitments from Sunterine Perkins, one of the four and Jamarius Brown, two of the four. If they're able to pull in Aiden Williams, then they would have knocked out three of the four guys that they had ranked at the top of the board from this state for this year. And, you know, and I know how that is. And usually when everybody does that in hindsight, you know, a coach is going to say, yeah, we got all the guys we wanted. But I know that those are the dudes that they targeted. And I think I could probably go back to either an old story or an old podcast that delved into that a little bit further. But I, I know those were the ones they wanted. If they grab those three, and then, like I told you guys before, they're going to recruit Dante Dowdell until the finish. And I'm telling you guys this with, with Dante, he is going to crush this year. 
uh, saw a picture of him the other day. He was already physically a freak, but that kid has, he has rare ability. I think Mississippi, at least the top, maybe not top to bottom, but at the top of the rankings, there's real talent. And I think, honestly, I think the top 10 is better than it's getting credit. There's a couple of guys that Ole Miss is not going to offer that I like. You know, I personally like Caleb Bryant at Vicksburg. Um, there's there's a few of those guys. Kid at Florence, I think, has a chance to be really good. He's raw right now, and he's lower down our rankings with 247, but I think the kid has a chance at Tillman. But let's say they knock that out Sunday and you do get some good news with Aiden Williams, that'd be great. Uh, but I'll have a ton of coverage on that and can get that to you guys with plenty of photos Sunday afternoon. The only other thing I wanted to do, I'm not going to do an over-under show. I'll do that on Friday as we inch closer to the season, the over-under here. I'm still hearing good things that are coming out of that wide receiver room. And the quarterback deals, look, we, we talked about that a lot on Monday coming out of that scrimmage. You know, I think that has been much more a competition than the, the majority of fans think it has been. And I don't think it's by any means settled either uh, due to Jackson Dart having a really good day on Saturday. It's been close enough, and there's been enough overall talent in that room that everybody's getting pushed. And let's assume that Jackson Dart is the biggest talent in that room, which I think he is, with the highest ceiling. He is not the only talent in that room. But if the end result here is from a team perspective and you're not trying to play favorites, if the end result of that room being really talented is to push the most talented kid in it to the best that he can be, then that is a great thing as far as wins and losses and as far as the team. I do think Jackson Dart is a very high ceiling. And if he continues to progress, he's going to be very hard to beat out, whether that's Luke Altmaier, and look, and I've been on the record of saying this, whether that's Kincaid Dent, I know people kind of they'll joke about that because he came in with such low little fanfare. Uh, but he's performed very well. He not just what you've seen in practices. Um, but that room's in good shape. And I think they're going to have receivers to throw to, just kind of what you're hearing early. I think Jonathan Mingo is healthy right now. I think that you're going to see a really good year from Malik Heath. I do. I think Malik Heath is primed for a really solid season. We'll see what happens with like a Dennis Jackson, the guy we never even talk about with all the newcomers coming in. But they have guys in that room. I think they're going to be good. All right, guys, that's going to do it on a Wednesday edition of the show. I think I'm going to get some good info today, just camp news, that kind of stuff, maybe some recruiting stuff that I can pop, some NIL news, and maybe we can go into that later this week. Y'all have a great day. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast and the 247 Sports Network. We'll talk to you later.